nine years ago, on an April morning in San Francisco, I awoke to a concussion that seemed to silence everything around me, writes Lindsay Comstock in an article in the Atlantic Monthly. It was first apparent that, that something was wrong when I took a bite out of a falafel sandwich that tasted like tasteless cardboard in my mouth. Later that morning, I drove through the rush hour traffic on the smoggy highway that cuts through the the valley between San Francisco and Sacramento, unmoved by the exhaust that was streaming in through my open window, writes Lindsay. At the time, I worked at a fondue restaurant where the Odors of melted cheese and broth were particularly strong. I didn't notice them that day. I thought it had something to do with the fog of my concussion. But when I went back to the kitchen to dump out a pot of broth from one of my tables, it was then I realized I couldn't smell. Philosopher Immanuel Kant once wrote, All our knowledge begins with our senses, proceeds to understanding, and then ends with reason. Has that ever been your experience, that that the knowledge of your world, of yourself and of others and, and of God, begins with your senses, proceeds to understanding, which leads to reason? John Calvin, who launched what we call the Reformation in the 16th century, maintained that human beings are born with what he called a a sensus divinitatis, or or a a sense of divinity that provides us with with senses or, or, or a way or even a longing to connect with God. In June, our theme is the gift of wonder, discovering God through our senses. And so far, we've considered the sense of of taste and and sound and sight. This morning, we turn to the gift and, and, and the wonder of taste. Have you ever thought about the sense of taste? How it works? And what it might be like to live without it. Here's an experiment you can try, writes journalist Natalie Angier. Buy a bag of assorted jelly beans, like you'll find on the cover of your bulletin, and buy them of sufficiently high quality that they are considered gourmet. Then sample all the flavors in the bag until you can are sure you can appreciate how distinctive each one is. Now, pinch your nostrils shut and do the sampling again. And notice the differences. Each bean will still taste sweet, but absence a sense of smell, you might as well be eating sugared pencil erasers. And if mid-chew you unbind your nose, what then? At once the candied 
charms will return. You can tell the difference between an orange sherbet jelly bean and, say, a buttered popcorn jelly bean. So what is happening? What is happening in this experiment that enables us to discern between one gourmet jelly bean and another or not? In her book, A Natural History of the Senses, Diane Ackerman explains each day we breathe about 23,000 times. And with each breath, smells coat us and swirl around us and enter our bodies. When I hold a flower to my nose, writes Ackerman, odor molecules float into the back of my nasal cavity behind the bridge of my nose where they are absorbed by receptor cells bearing these small microscopic hairs. Five million of these cells, these hairs, fire impulses to our brain. David Shamaritz adds, the way that a small receptor in the nose binds to a chemical is similar to the concept of a, a lock and key. Each chemical has a particular shape that fits into a specific receptor, just as each key has its own particular structure that fits into a specific lock. In other words, only a unique chemical can bind to a unique receptor in our nose. Is that not all really a wonder that we were created by God with this extraordinary and yet fragile gift. As Lindsay Comstock writes, likely my loss of smell was caused by my brain bouncing to the front of my skull when it hit the ground, severing 400 of those receptors. Which leads to the question, why were we created with this wonder of the ability to smell? In particular, how does that help us to discover God's presence around us? Erin Samayathan works at the Children's National Medical Center and has worked on the neuroscience of smell and is also a Christian. In his article, The Aroma of the Knowledge of God, Sismayasin observes how the sense of smell is actually pivotal in the Bible. And how so? Our first reading from Genesis describes how the Lord God formed a, a, a man, a human being, from the dust of the ground and breathed into those nostrils, and, and that person became a human being. This week I was fascinated to discover, as one writer describes, that the Hebrew words... Rayah, smell, and ruah, spirit, derive from the same grammatical root. The implied connection is it goes back to this narrative we read in Genesis, where God breathed life into the first human being. The derivation of the Hebrew words, nesama, which means breath, and the soma, which means soul, suggests our life comes literally or metaphorically by the way of our nose and air and respiration. In other words, it's through our nose, through the air, 
through God's breath, that life begins. Scripture also reveals that God has actually a sense of smell, and it is a means by which that God interacts with human beings. So Smyerson writes, following the flood, when Noah comes out of the ark, he, he sacrifices burnt offerings on an altar. The first thing we read that God does is God smells that offering. The text reads, God smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground where humans are. Aroma as a means of of human and divine communication appears in our passage this morning from Ephesians. As we read, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly beloved children and, and walk in the ways of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering to God. Meaning the Bible understands Jesus' life as this offering to God that is pleasing to God's sense of smell. But not only that, we too are asked to curate our lives as a means to offer God a pleasant aroma. And how do we do that? In her helpful book, Awaken Your Senses, Brent Brill and Beth Boram explain how in the early church, as liturgies evolved, church leaders believed that pleasant scents and smells were, were an indication of God's presence in worship and with a worshiper. They literally were the the aroma of Christ in a good way or in a bad way. We see how the use of scent was also used in holy oil, which marked when a person became a Christian and was invited into a faith community. In other words, follow God's example just as Christ loved us and become a fragrant offering to God. So why were we created with the wonder of smell? How does it help us engage in God's presence? The first insight scripture offers, it is through our nose, through the means by which we interact with our word and smell, that God gives us the gift of life. Second, scripture reveals God pays attention to the scents and the aroma that we prepare in our lives which perhaps might nudge us to pay a little more attention to our own hygiene, but also to the fragrances with which we surround our lives. From gardens, we cultivate with the scent of of tomatoes and fresh basil, to the aromas of our kitchen as we cook chicken with capers and lemon to the scents, to the fragrances, to the aromas that we offer to God in worship. Finally, Bill and Boram share this fascinating thought. That when all our senses work together, in tandem, we are able to sync our lives, so to speak, with God. On the other hand, if we ignore 
or allow one's sense to atrophy, then our spiritual life suffers. We encounter that sentiment in our passage from 1 Corinthians where we read, And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as God wanted them to be. Lindsay Comstock writes, Right after the accident, I remember driving to my parents' house, crying uncontrollably. I felt cut off from the world around me, trapped inside a body that wasn't functioning properly. The world seemed dull and flat, as if drained of color. I didn't want to live without a sense of smell. A few weeks ago, I suggested we might consider eating our food blindfolded, as they do in a restaurant in New York, to appreciate the wonder of our taste buds that scientists say offer us the ability to taste 100,000 different flavors. And so the psalmist proclaims, taste and see that the Lord is good. On Pentecost, we considered how God's Spirit passes over and through us like the wind. We asked ourselves, what if we paid attention to the sound of the wind? The sound scripture aligns with the movement of the Spirit. Last week, we considered the gift of sight and ruminated on the phrase, what you see means what you get. Meaning if we don't keep our eyes open, there is so much that we miss because it's easy to walk by Peonies blooming in a neighbor's garden, or the brown eyes of someone you love. So we said last week, let us embrace the words of the psalmist who says, Open my eyes that I might see wonderful things. This morning, I invite you to wonder at our fourth sense. And perhaps this afternoon, or, or this week, or this month, to Pinch your nose while you are eating. As with that jelly bean experiment. And realize the remarkable gift that God is giving you. Or as Bell and Boram put it in their book, do you want to come closer to God? Just follow your nose. For scripture teaches God has given us five senses with which to glean understanding and to reason about life and ourselves and and others in the body of Christ and God. But when one sense is not being drawn from and utilized, all the others are diminished. Lindsay Comstock writes, Thankfully, my sense of smell began to recover after a few months. At first, I noticed a few pungent fumes like like smoke and onions. 
And then slowly I detected other scents, a whiff of jasmine, a rose, coffee. After the horror of not being able to smell, every scent was a welcoming symbol of life. And my own returning vitality. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.